welcome to Super Anti-Aging Podcast with your host, myself, Steve Alpern. The topic of today's podcast is going to be the coronavirus, and we're going to get into some of the science and not the mythology and not all the misinformation and hype you hear creating this huge panic. What I look at when I look at all the studies is why are some people just getting it and they hardly get any other symptoms, maybe feel a little aches and pains, and other people um, get severe symptoms, even uh, um, you know they even die from this. Why? That's the real question. Well, it's the way your immune system is responding. There's a little counterintuitive because the thought is, well, I have to strengthen my immune system. Well, for the most part, unless you have, uh, you know, uncontrolled AIDS or some taking immunosuppressive drugs, most people don't have a suppressed immune system. They have an immune system that might be out of balance. When you're exposed to a virus or bacteria and the immune system kicks in, one of the things it does is produce lots of oxidative stress. That's the same thing as, uh, you know, think of uh, peroxide. And this oxidative stress, which is a normal biological process when it's, that's necessary for life, Necessary for you know growth and uh, cell communication, many positive functions. But when it's out of control and very high, and your body's not controlling it, it could damage you to the point of death. In fact, that's what septic shock is: uncontrolled oxidative stress, inflammation, where your organs shut down as a result of your immune response, not necessarily indirectly the cause, but the infection isn't the ultimate you know, decider of how severe this is going to be. It's your immune response. And this is well documented in lots and lots of scientific studies but it just hasn't reached the main stream. So what are some practical things, you know, in, in looking at the... Uh, I understand in countries with uh, poor nutrition, maybe a lot of air pollution that stresses your antioxidant oxygen system, seniors who are not healthy, you're going to have much, much more um, mortality from this. But instead of worrying so much about catching it, you think more, how can my body cope with it? Well, one of the things not to do, in my opinion, and backed up by science, is Tylenol. That's right, Tylenol, acetaminophen. Acetaminophen will lower glutathione levels. In fact, it can... Uh, lower them to a point of liver failure, the most common cause of emergency room visits is Tylenol poisoning. And then they give a drug called N-acetylcysteine to stimulate 
glutathione. Well, where's the connection? Viral infections, especially flu viruses, lower the body's protective glutathione. So you don't want to do that. You do want to control inflammation. And so I don't have a problem with non-steroidal anti-inflammatories, ibuprofen or any of those over-the-counter, Advil. Any of those over-the-counter non-steroidal anti-inflammatories can be a benefit you know, from a pharmaceutical point of view, but we don't have any real drugs for this. Because it's not about, again, it's not about killing the virus. It's balancing the immune system. And so typical things that you see promoted now on the web, okay, uh, well, you can take echinacea, or you can take things to support the immune system. No, balance the immune system. So something like elderberry, it's not so much the antiviral elderberry as an antioxidant action, supporting your own antioxidant system. In fact, uh, the virus loves any virus in the cell, especially flu virus or coronavirus, loves an oxidative stress environment inside the cell, helps it grow, helps it multiply. So you might want to deplete the, um, you might want to decrease the oxidative stress in the cell. That would be a really good idea. And you can't turn off oxidative stress. It's impossible, and you wouldn't want to do it anyway. But you can support your body's immune system coping with the oxidative stress and the inflammation. So things like ginger, anti-inflammatory. Fish oils, anti-inflammatory. Good turmeric that's absorbable, you know, with uh, curcumin and tumorones. Very, very beneficial. Vitamin C, and my favorite now, and you can certainly shop around, is liposomal vitamin C. You can only absorb 500 to 1,000 milligrams of vitamin C, and then you will get bowel issues, and you don't get tissue saturation any, at any higher dose than that. But liposomal, meaning it makes vitamin C fat-soluble to get into the cell, is also on the top of my list. And supporting a healthy microbiome. Yes, your microbiome. If you do a Google search, microbiome and flu, you'll see a connection. So having a healthy gut is so, so, so important in prevention and probably treatment. Now, there's not enough studies on food or supplemental sources of uh, Probiotics, but for the most part, I think doing uh, fermented products to support your gut is going to be a good idea. Making sure you have adequate vitamin D is also a good idea. Taking lots and lots of berries in for the antioxidant action. Broccoli seed has been shown to have an antibacterial and a glutathione supporting effect in the lungs. My favorite is Vitalica Physician Supplement at VitalicaSupplements.com.
again, almost all, all the things I talk about is backed up by research. Unfortunately, some of it is animal and cell research, and some of it is based on humans. The fact is, it costs a lot to do these clinical trials, and so you have to often extrapolate from the animal studies, especially with something that's not, you know, non-toxic. So before you get all panicky and, and start worrying, oh my gosh, the flu, it's going to kill me. It, it's almost the same panic that I saw with uh, and misinformation I saw originally with the with HIV the misinformation was you know don't go near someone and don't touch them and don't eat their food and all this nonsense I've seen things like don't eat in, in Asian restaurants nonsense 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 okay yes it seems to be uh, communicable but let's focus on how we can keep people, you know, healthy enough to uh, not succumb to this. So you can look through lots of my, listen to lots of my podcasts and different topics, such as uh, <clears throat> the macrobiome, and I mentioned other flu things, and broccoli seed and sulforaphane, and vitamin D, as, I, as I've often uh, shared. Uh, the first thing I do, and I haven't had a flu in, I guess, 30 years or more. If I get a symptom, I'll take 50,000 units of vitamin D for, you know, two days or maybe maybe in three days, and then go back to a normal dose, maybe of 5,000, and the symptoms go away. Vitamin D can balance the immune system, have its own anti-inflammatory effect, and that's what you want so don't panic panic tends to stimulate cortisol levels high cortisol levels can suppress the immune system and you don't want that so if you enjoyed this podcast please uh, share it with your friends please subscribe so i can put the latest health information which you'll uh, you'll know and i want to again thank you so much for listening